what's up? It's your host, Tori, and who is ready to be petty? I'm back, everybody. Do you ever have anxiety about doing a task and you like finally get the courage to do it after like three weeks and then it's literally no big deal (laughs) for some reason that was me with this upcoming podcast not because of the content or anything I just I don't know I obviously needed a little bit of a break but I'm so happy to be back I truly do love podcasting and this was just a reminder of that to be honest If you needed a sign to also get that task done and overcome that anxiety, this is it. Champ is back and we talk about a lot of things. Kim Kardashian's birthday being the main one. This episode was recorded right after Halloween. And I think re-listening to it, I make it sound like her posting her birthday on social media was the only reason that it was bad. But it definitely was bad for other reasons like obviously people's safety but also just following what like the government guidelines are, which currently is to stay at home. Especially in my province, we just have um, some stricter guidelines now. It's kind of lockdown light, as I've been calling it. And it's really our time to come together, but stay apart and, and keep those numbers low until we get the vaccine. It seemed like the Kardashians didn't learn their lesson, though. Kendall's birthday was right around the corner and they (laughs) partied it up. She had little table like tents that said no social media. Take as many pictures as you want, but keep them to yourself. And no one, not even Kylie, did that. Uh, She posted tons of pictures. One of Kendall blowing her birthday cake candles out. And like the waiter moving away for obvious reasons, it was uh, something. This podcast was also recorded pre-election. How crazy was that week? It's like, oh, maybe I didn't want to edit because I was just um, sleep deprived, anxious and not taking care of myself. But (laughs) I'm really glad it's over. We don't do a name reveal. So Champ's name will be hidden in secrecy until next time. I'm sure. Anyways, without further ado, here is my conversation with Champ. I'm back with a very special guest. Champ is here. Hello. First of all, <laughs> yeah, I say yeah. happy to your anniversary. Oh, thank you. I was looking back. The first episode was Petty About Halloween, and here we are uh, recording this the day after Halloween. I know, which is so nice. Yeah, yesterday was the two-year anniversary, which I love that it actually falls on Halloween. Like, I I kind of like that mm-hmm. when it's like you'll be doing something for sure every anniversary if there is another one. <laughs> no, like, <laughs> I, I think really what we should be celebrating is uh, two years of uh, this podcast not getting canceled yet. We need to say some things. I'm going to say some things on this episode that gets this podcast canceled, I think. That's my goal. What are today's, scrap today's topics we're going to be talking about. No, I don't know. I don't know what's a hot button issue these days. Me neither. I couldn't pick one topic. (laughs) Champ has been trying to get this podcast uh, canceled since the first episode he was on. I swear to God. He started the hashtag boycott rtb <laughs> listen it's very controversial for me to be even on the podcast because uh my partner dana who's been on previous episodes maybe i should keep her identity a secret i don't know <laughs> for, for her own protection but uh she was very hurt uh that she was not on the taylor swift uh album recap episode that she was passed over for that ah okay interesting I am allowed to have other Taylor Swift fans okay. <laughs> as friends. Uh, according to her, no, you're not, but okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how that came about, but it's funny. A lot of people, I think, get hurt by who is on the podcast and who is not. When in actuality, most people who are on the podcast are people that like text me like you right. and are like, I want to talk about this. Let's record an episode. I rarely reach out to people. Right. 
the the booking department on RTBP is uh, very lax, minimal, <laughs> if if it exists at all. Yeah, it it truly doesn't. But yeah, like someone texted me yesterday, like, oh, I want to talk about like making new friends in in your twenties on the podcast. So I'm like, okay, let's do it. So. So I don't know. I feel like that's just the way it is. And hold on. Hold on here. You you are recording a pod about making new friends in your 20s. You have well, the let's... same like four <laughs> friends. You hang out with approximately six people. You're right. My safe sex. No, no. It's petty about. Oh, OK. So, okay, so, okay. Yeah. yeah it's, I'm not giving advice on how to do it. Oh, okay, <laughs> like, I see, I, I see. Maybe I'm receiving the advice. I don't know. Right. But... No, I do apologize. I was really actually worried about my two-year anniversary episode because it's like a clip show. And I'm like, what about if people who didn't like were guests and didn't have clips included? Like, are they going to be upset? Um, Probably. I did hear some feedback hashtag. about this already. People are livid. People are hashtag re- boycott breaking up the hashtag. Hashtag boycott RTBP. <laughs> And then, like, I actually, I've always wanted, and maybe I don't always want, but, like, uh, Tori is over party or whatever (laughs) on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) I always see that. I'll go and look at, like, the trending topics on Twitter, and it'll be, like, hashtag this person is over party. And I always click in, and for the life of me, I cannot figure out why they are over. No one, it's hard to find, like, the the stage one Twitter, like where was this hashtag originating? Right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. My Podiversary episode, there was like seven or eight clips. Like most of them were submitted by people. And then I pulled some of my favorite ones. But I'm like, I I don't know what to do. I can't include everyone. So at the end, I thanked all my guests, listed them all by name. Um, But probably... That's not enough. <laughs> like, like, apparently, I'm not doing enough. That's right. We can always be doing more to cater to the podcast guests. Yeah. I, yeah. I feel like in honor of your two-year anniversary, I want to pull back the curtain and reveal something that may not be regularly discussed on the podcast, which is uh, I am in a group chat with Tori. Uh, yes. and, and some other people uh, in our friend group that we see uh, throughout, you know, once a week usually. And uh, Tori has made several mentions. How I've known you now for nine years, almost 10 years. And uh, not once have I ever heard you bring this up. And then within the last few weeks, I've heard you bring it up several times, which is Tori will randomly message and say, Oh yeah, uh, I can do this after I finish my bike ride. Since when are you riding bikes? I was like, who is this person? Is Lance Armstrong now in this group chat? Yes. Okay. So riding a bike. So my sister and I this summer decided that we wanted to do some new core activities. Okay. Like we were like, what can we do? Because a lot of our activities got canceled right so the two things we were gonna buy bikes which was a dumb investment so we did (laughs) we did because we're like how often are we realistically going to ride bikes um and then the second thing we were gonna do was pick up tennis oh interesting so yes and so you've done one of these two things yes so i'm trying to get other people into it too but you're right have i how many times have I ridden a bike in the nine years that I've known you? Six times, maybe. Right. One was like around Stanley Park. One was like on a bike tour in Spain. And then the other four times have been like against my will, probably. Right. <laughs> and the tennis, I just feel like we chose like things like rich people sports. Right. Most definitely. Yeah, we just, I don't know. You, we wanted You to... wanted, I feel like you chose things that have a very recognizable Instagram aesthetic. Yes, Riding okay. Riding a bike and tennis outfits. Yes, okay. You caught us. Like... But in, in reality, <laughs> probably, if you were actually doing this activity, you would be in no condition to take an Instagram after. Is this true or false? 
this is 100% accurate. <laughs> like, what what looks cooler than, like, riding a cruiser bike along a beach path and, like, stopping to take, like, a breezy pick? Right. But in, in reality, you're, you're riding a bike on a grueling trail. <laughs> Dying. Out to a pumpkin patch. All right. I'm glad we got to the bottom of... Uh... Where, where your bike riding genesis comes from. I also just want to clarify that now that I've ridden an e-bike, I won't be riding a pedal bike. Right. Because, because this is another part. I don't want to, like, kill myself, work out on a bike ride. I want to stroll effortlessly. <laughs> and you can do that on an e-bike. Right. So that's another piece is, like, now I've also, it's like, I'm not just buying a cruiser off of Craigslist. I'll be purchasing like a $3,000 right. e-bike um, with, I feel like every activity low key, if you like drill down and what you want to do is for like pictures and Instagram, even though I don't even post on my Instagram, but it's this weird thing that's just always in the back of your head, I feel. What about uh, like a scooter, like maybe some like Lizzie McGuire movie vibes? that's my goal in life (laughs) like that's literally everything I've ever wanted is like someone to pick me up on a fucking scooter and drive me around it's I was gonna say Italia (laughs) (laughs) Italy it's okay we'll never be able to go there ever again so it's okay that we get the name wrong now I was gonna say parfait but that's French I don't know what perfect is for in Italian but like Great. I think it could Love be that. perfecto. I think there's a strong chance it could be perfecto. <laughs> yeah. We'll Google it later. Someone will let us know. I should also address before we get into the topics that yeah. uh, right now uh, in my household, uh, the gender roles are really reversed because right now uh, Dana, uh, my girlfriend, is sitting out on the couch watching uh, Indianapolis Colts football. And I'm in here about to record a podcast about celebrity gossip. I love it. Gender is a contract. If you hear uh, lots of like shouting and maybe like uh, chanting of like, get him, get him, get him. Uh, that's Dana watching football. I love it. Really, what is gender? We joke that uh, she's the husband and I'm the wife in our relationship because uh, she's the one that drives everywhere. And I'm the one in the passenger seat that will be like, uh, she'll be like, uh, can you unscrew this water bottle? Can you uh, hand, <laughs> hand me this snack fruit that we have from the back seat? Oh, can you get my sunglasses? Can you swap them out for my regular glasses? And like all this stuff and stuff that your mom would be doing on a road trip. That was definitely my mom, but anyone can drive the car and anyone can <laughs> pack all the snacks like truly he also does this thing maybe your dad did this my dad definitely did this uh when we were growing up and still to this day uh she will be driving and i am in the passenger seat and i don't anticipate that she needs any direction on where she's going and uh suddenly uh she'll be like uh do i turn here and she's saying it's so close to the actual place where we need to turn that before i can react she just blows past it and then gets angry (laughs) that i didn't tell her to turn there um okay so Yes, I can see that. My dad didn't do that. We would, he would just keep driving <laughs> and we would just be lost for hours. Okay, okay. And like, we would just refuse to, um, he would refuse to consult with any type of map <laughs> or, or like anything. What is Google Maps? Yeah, we'll miss a turn and then. Uh, Dana will get frustrated and she'll be uh, she'll be like, well, what do I do? I need you to help me. And I'm like, well, you just need to like turn around and we need to go back to that turn. And she's like, uh, well, how do I turn? And it's like, uh, she's wanting me to help her, but I don't know how to help her physically turn the car around from the path. <laughs> like, what do you want me to do? Grab the steering wheel and yank it in a Yui? I don't know what to do here. There's been a few days where my data has like run out on my phone, so I can't use Google Maps. And the amount of, like, bullshit I've done to, like, <laughs> to, like, turn the car around is, like, ridiculous. I've been, I feel like this past week, since I've had no data, I've been crazy driving, <laughs> like, all around town. 
if you ever see a poorly parked <laughs> you don't even Volvo. know what you're being <laughs> if you ever it's see a blue a poorly... car yeah. Slightly if you purple. Ever, if you ever see a poorly parked Jetta around Victoria, BC, it's probably me yeah. after just like, I don't know, being crazy on the road and blaming it on everybody else. Trying to get to the tennis courts. Yeah, one day, one day. Now I feel like it's too cold. We need to live in a neighborhood that has uh, like those tennis bubbles, but we don't, unfortunately. Right. Okay. Champ, you wanted to chat about some stories that he didn't even let me put on the outline <laughs> of this podcast episode. Just sprung them on me. I hope I, I hope I know what that you're talking about. What did you want to chat about? First of all, well, yes. I don't know what we should start with. Maybe we'll let's start with the biggest one right now, which is uh, Kim Kardashian's 40th birthday. I think I'm like officially not a Kardashian fan anymore. Well, it, you picked a good time because it's the last season of the show and then hopefully they just will be going away forever. I don't think they will. Like, I don't think that they will. But I honestly kind of hope so. I have been a Kardashian stan since like day one. I feel like I've defended them even though they've done some like super, super gross things. Hang daddy things. Hain Daddy is like the name of their game. But I feel like I can't defend them anymore. I don't even follow any of them on like Instagram anymore. So how did you find out about Kim's 40th birthday? I accidentally still followed her on Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) All right. All right. Tori, would you like to read out the caption on so i don't even know what island she went to i don't even know if it's public knowledge if it's just like a private island somewhere that they purchased yeah yeah it's in one of those this is gonna sound so i might cut this out this is where we get canceled (laughs) (laughs) yes this is gonna sound really bad it was in one of those like french countries okay like some sort of like french uh like uh like overseas district Yes, yes, yes. It was like a, a seven or eight hour flight where they chartered. So I'm on obviously TikTok and I saw like a few TikToks breaking down some of the costs to rent like this private island to get everyone tested, to rent a private plane and like uh, fly like eight hours. And it was, it's just absolutely unbelievable. Millions. Millions, millions, millions. The worst part is that, yeah, so she posted like a gallery on Instagram of all of these pictures. But on Twitter, obviously, you have the cap. So she just did like 10 connected tweets. And I read through them all, obviously, when they first happened and was like disgusted. But I saved two of like the most important ones. And... So one of them reads, before COVID, I don't think any of us truly appreciated what a simple luxury it was to be able to travel and be together with family and friends in a safe environment. I thought this was gross because it was like, travel is not a simple luxury. Like, it's definitely a luxury, but like, that just sounds like it's like pish posh when it's like, not all, like, I know so many people that haven't traveled outside of their own country. Yes. Like, it's it's just so gross. My mom went on her first trip outside of North America because she had been to, like, Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. when she was, like, 57 or something like that. Like, it's, I don't know. It just pisses me off when she was, like, what a simple luxury it was to travel just because traveling for some people, I guess she is referring to international travel, but even when I was a kid, like, travel meant going around the province we live in Mm -hmm. like road trips and stuff like that like it just because my family was like like we had like ups and downs like I don't know it's just it that was the first sign I was like okay fuck you like I hate you and then the second tweet that I was like fuck you and now everyone has like copied this and it's a meme this Yes, it is officially a meme. This is the one that like blew up, but it says after two weeks 
of multiple health screens and asking everyone in quarantine, I surprised my closest inner circle with a trip to a private island where we could pretend things were normal just for a brief moment in time. And there's just a million things wrong with this. I believe um, the ending part as well of this whole thing was just like her acknowledging, uh, oh, how humble I am and what a privilege it is to be Kim Kardashian. And I think like, uh, you know, there's so many people in the world right now who uh, can't travel anywhere, who like have like can't even travel to like see family members that are in the hospital with COVID, can't travel for weddings, can't travel for funerals, can't interact like we don't know what's going to happen with Christmas already. I know uh, people like won't be going home to their families that would usually be going home every single Christmas. So it's like, uh, I don't know. Well, clearly we know that Kim Kardashian lives in a bubble and uh, like it's it's interesting that this whole her whole caption there seems to be acknowledging how privileged she is, but really not recognizing how tone deaf this whole thing actually is. 100 percent. And you're right. I don't even think I captured the most egregious and like out of touch tweet when she was like, I know this seems far away for many people. And it's like. Okay, so you did have some inkling that this wasn't going to fly and you still decided to post it. Like, it's just, it's so annoying. Like, I had a COVID scare. I wasn't, I just had a cold, we know now, but like I was never in contact with anybody. But I had to stay home and quarantine and self-isolate for 10 days because I couldn't get a test in the city that I lived in. And these people are just like, getting tests to do the dumbest shit and I'm like I just wanted to like get groceries like and like spend the last couple days of sunshine outside before I fell into a seasonal depression like Jesus Christ it's it's literally and I am one of the least affected people like in the world like I kept my job thankfully none of my family or friends have contracted COVID like it truly is like just the grossest display of wealth and I think the interesting part is like celebrity culture we've always been interested in it because it's like maybe aspirational and we just we love looking at stuff like there's so many holes on YouTube that are just like honestly gross of just like millions of dollars of cars and bags and houses and stuff like that but us fucking plebs like to watch it (laughs) and wonder what that's like I guess but and that's always been celebrity culture like the just out of reach aspirational shit but I find that nowadays it's like we're the the normies are like turning on celebrities and I'm like honestly kind of happy about it I think uh I don't know if it was COVID that brought this on or events that happened after COVID or during quarantine uh like stuff that in the United States right now but it's like really looking at like okay these rich people they can get uh, multiple health screens they can afford to quarantine they can get private jets for millions of dollars they can rent a freaking island they can bring everyone they know there um like i think people are recognizing now that like no one needs that much money like that's not a normal 40th birthday i don't know what took this realization maybe just the fucking year that everyone's had in 2020 where Everything has been dire straits and seeing this is just like seems like such a stab in the back. But yeah, you're right. No one should have that much money. That is it actually is so gross. And I feel like I wouldn't have thought about thought this like years ago. I think too, uh, like maybe it's the facts that with COVID, like the government is basically asking us at least in bc and in canada they're asking us to kind of sacrifice they're kind of they've been asking us you know stay home keep your bubble small like consider not doing the things that you would normally be doing and throughout the summer and throughout the fall like protect other people and 
lots, many of us have been making those sacrifices to protect other people and to keep like this whole pandemic contained. And clearly there's people that have enough money where they don't have to sacrifice. They can do whatever they want. They can get the tests. They can fly a bunch of people on private planes to private islands where they don't have to interact with anyone and they don't have to abide by COVID rules. So it's very clear that there's a, a group of people that have enough money that they don't really need like the rules don't apply to them and i think that's what's so frustrating for people and then to have at the end like i acknowledge how humbly privileged i am i mean if you were actually acknowledging your privilege i i don't think it's enough these days now to just acknowledge that like ah uh, yes it's so nice to be me i'm i'm rich enough that i can do these things like i acknowledge that that's the fact you can't just acknowledge anymore you have to actually like do something about it you have to show that you know that you're privileged and that you're actively helping people who aren't privileged yeah i i agree completely you're right about the acknowledgement. Like it's the same when we talk about Black Lives Matter or any other social justice movement. Like you can't just acknowledge that you benefit from these privileges. Like you have to put in the work. Like that's just the way it is. I think you're right. Whereas like when we used to see celebrities with gobs of money, we were like, okay, like they've earned it and stuff like that. It's like now we know it's usually off the backs of like, groups of minorities and then the other pieces like you're right it's like oh well they must be playing by the rules like I am and then you're just like oh no they're not like you're totally right there's like everyone has given not everyone the the large majority of people have given up stuff like in 10 days I was supposed to be in Mexico celebrating one of my friend's weddings like Everyone has given stuff up and that's just the way it is. And it fucking sucks. But it's what you have to do to keep people safe so we can have a better future and everyone can like be healthy and well. And I think that that's the gross part because Kim and Chloe have kind of like talked about this backlash. Chloe went on the Ellen DeGeneres show. That's where you want to go. That's where you want to go to give your apology to her. You want to go to the Ellen DeGeneres show. Ellen, she's in touch. She's in touch with the people. It was just so ridiculous. Like, I was like, I cannot believe that you are, A, associating with Ellen DeGeneres, but B, giving the apology on her TV show. And it was like, well... It was her 40th and 40th birthdays are a big deal. And we wanted to do something special. Great. Like my friend in Australia just had her 30th birthday and it was her and her fucking sister. And they Skyped in their parents that live like 30 minute drive away. Like that's just the way it is nowadays. Like and yeah, everyone should be playing by those rules. I think like the thing that I've been thinking about is like, if I had this much money, would I have done it? Mm, You know what? Maybe. I think this is where I differ from most people. And it's very easy to say because obviously we're eons away from Kim Kardashian level wealth. But if I was (laughs) that rich, I talk about this with Dana a lot where she talks about if we had money that we would be taking private planes. And I don't think I would ever take a private plane. I would always fly the regular airlines because I don't know, I think it's just, uh, well, A, I feel like private planes are going down like on the daily. How many years have we spent with like uh, someone taking some private helicopter or private plane and then getting into a crash. And then it's like this mega famous person has been killed in this sort of plane crash that's why i'm not taking private planes but also it's like you don't need that that's not something that you need private planes are also so bad for the environment it's just so wasteful and it's like just pay to be in like first class like isn't that good enough (laughs) like um but yeah you're right i think like Even if I was as wealthy as Kim Kardashian, I probably would have had a small get together with all of like the nice cakes and like food that they always have and some nice decorations. But A, I would have never posted about it on social media because that is just 
so gross. It seems like it was like rubbing it in people's faces. If I had that much money and I'm only 40, maybe I just lay low for a year. Because I've been thinking a lot about like people that are like 80, 90 years old and this could be their last year of their life and they're like stuck at home. Like that's so sad. Mm -hmm. So like I I wish those people were like living like a, a really exciting year. But yeah, I just think for her, it's like just do something small. Don't post it on social media. You don't have to post everything on social media and do more than acknowledge that you're like super loaded and can fly at like a hundred people there was like a million people there like even fucking tristan thompson got the invite yes also uh i want to acknowledge two funny things that came out of this whole thing uh the one funny thing is the hologram of robert kardashian which i think is just out of this world out of this world crazy that kanye uh did that for her first of all would you appreciate uh a hologram of anyone for your birthday no it's just like i don't know i i feel like maybe they got some meaning out of it but like when you watch that video of robert kardashian hologram it was weird it was so weird and whose voice was that i do not know because it was not his it was not his voice it was so creepy and the script the script was clearly written by kanye oh my god it was so embarrassing it was so creepy like obviously the hologram looked realistic for holograms but the voice just like did not match his like real voice which it's weird that i know that but from their like home videos like i do know what his voice sounds like and it was just so fucking weird like why not get one of his like brothers i also know that he has brothers i feel like get them to do it it seems like some fucking randy jackson person <laughs> off the street and it was not accurate at all. It did not fit him. It could have been uh, David Schwimmer. David Schwimmer played him in the People vs. O.J. Simpson miniseries. So maybe uh, maybe Ross got the call. Yeah, maybe. The second funny thing out of all of this is I want you to go at back. Everyone that lis- is listening to this, I want you to go back and look at the photos that Kim posted. And uh, clearly this family does not like Kris Jenner's boyfriend, Corey. Because Mm -hmm. Corey looks weird in every single photo. He's like given side eye. He's like bugging his eyes like someone said something weird. At one point, it looks like he's like ogling Kim Kardashian while she's taking a photo. Clearly, they do not like this man. No, they don't. And I think that's documented on their TV show. But I don't need to watch it anymore, I don't think. (laughs) Well, it'll be the last season. I'm sure we can read about what happens already i do feel like too they they it seems like every time that season of their show is coming out they manufacture some sort of controversy is manufactured right at the beginning to get chloe on the ellen show to promote the show and also to talk about this thing all of these people doing interviews about what's happened seems very suspicious to me but we know that this family is very manufactured and very like you know creating controversies and creating publicity for themselves so yeah and I actually wonder if that's a good point because she actually had another birthday party like her birthday is October 21st so like around there she actually had one like in LA with again like gobs of people and they recreated all of her like most popular birthday themes in one space so I thought that that was her birthday celebration I already thought that was like extremely over the top but then they posted this so I I do wonder maybe it's either to blow out the news and something actually happened like maybe someone broke up with someone etc or yeah they're getting like low ratings and just want people to watch Keeping up with the Kardashians. Don't know. We'll never know. But I I officially think I'm off of the... And I don't know why it was this that took that. <laughs> because I feel like they've had so many blunders. But this was just, like, egregious. It felt so... 
so 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 out of touch hopefully we can stop talking about them but we'll have to see how kanye does in the presidential election if he does well we might have to continue talking about them oh my god even that it's just it's so irresponsible <laughs> like courtney is posting pictures in like a kanye 2020 hat it is just so irresponsible i thought that you were going to say when you're like, there's two funny things from this trip. I thought you were going to mention her sixth toe. <laughs> I did not hear about this story at all. This is breaking news. What the heck does that mean? Speechless. Okay, so in some of the beach pictures, because obviously, obviously she's wearing like bare feet on the beach. It looks like she has a sixth toe on her right foot. And it's super creepy. And I was like, okay, this is probably just a Photoshop error. Because if you overlay pictures, like say you liked the way that your body looked in one picture and the way your face looked in another, you can just like overlay them on Photoshop. And sometimes you miss, like there's like kind of mirrored aspects of it. And we've seen this on other pictures that have been photoshopped you're like oh where did this like third arm come from like if you google like photoshop fails or this six toe or whatever so i commented on like a tiktok and something i'm like oh i think that's just a photoshop error and everyone's like no look at all of these other pictures where it looks like she has a six toe and um she's addressed it in interviews apparently and she said she claims that she has five toes, but it, just the way her skin folds, it looks like a sixth toe. <laughs> you never wanted to to hear the word skin fold. I mean, I will definitely be Googling Kim's sixth toe after this, but uh, I'm, I won't be happy about it. <laughs> <laughs> neither am i it'll it'll be a regret google for sure (laughs) but that's the conversations i've been following on the internet this week all right (laughs) does kim k have a six toe uh another thing that's happened on the internet that is just like i'm actually pissed that we're talking (laughs) about it and giving this airtime honestly um there was a tweet from i think arando and they just said who's the best chris and it was Chris Pratt, Chris Hemsworth, Chris Pine, and Chris Evans. And basically, no one said Chris Pratt. And then he got so mad. Did I get those details right? Well, it was just like uh, people were basically speaking out about how he is. It wasn't that he, uh, other people were getting more votes. It's, it's that he was clearly being defined as the worst Chris. Like, I don't even know if there was a consensus between the other three on who's the best Chris. Uh, It was that he is definitely the worst. Uh, Like, hands down. Hands down, apparently. Which was news to me. I didn't really know that Chris Pratt was so hated. Um, But then a bunch of his co-stars and people who know him and are friends with him spoke out in... uh, that he in a positive light about him and people were still not having it and uh here we are today with uh chris pratt being the most hated chris it's so awkward when clearly a celebrity texts like a group of friends and is just like hey like this is this is happening like can you please just like show your support on twitter and then people tweet like the most awkward thing in support of this person like zoe zaldana was like chris is a great person like what the fuck (laughs) i would be like no suck it up you big baby like get over it i'm not fucking tweeting about you but i wouldn't be friends with him anyways so i wonder too if some of these people's um like darian like guardians of the galaxy together i wonder if some of these people like recognize that maybe a controversy over the star of their movie is not potentially great for their career in that respect. I don't know. Yeah. Like, oh, we might not get the sequel because everyone now hates Chris Pratt and 
they're not going to like want to make another movie or they think it's going to be poorly received. Fair enough. But I just like it's so embarrassing. Like this has happened to a lot of people recently. Like it, it's a new celebrity strategy for you to text your other famous friends and colleagues to be like, say you like me on Twitter. I don't know. I, I want to ask you, though, Tori, I think I know your answer to this question already, but I was wondering who you think is the best Chris. And my prediction is that because I know how much you like when celebrities get their peens out on social media accidentally, <laughs> I know you love a good uh, accidental peen pick. Uh, I think your favorite is Chris Evans. <laughs> like... <laughs> I, Sorry, I think I just I, I'll threw add to this up. as well is that I don't even think you know who he is, but I think that you know about the peen pick and that's why he's your favorite. True or false? <laughs> um, okay, so false. <laughs> at, at, at the beginning of 2020, I tried to cancel penis picks. <laughs> <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't know about that. I didn't see that in the trending topics. I didn't know. Okay, I don't know if I actually said this on the podcast or if it was at work, which is kind of even <laughs> more concerning. But I swear to God, I've said the, ha- the hashtag, like, canceled dick pics 2020. <laughs> like... <laughs> I think that it was at work. Which is less concerning because I do work in sexualized violence prevention and they're often unsolicited, which is a form of harassment. So maybe it's not that weird that I said it at work, but no one needs a dick pic. I honestly think solicited or not. Like, it's just no one needs that. (laughs) Truly. I don't think I don't know one person that's been happy receiving a dick pic. And Chris Evans, especially because it was unsolicited, just the same. He said that it was like it was like, oh, this is a leaked photo. And then he was like, now that I've got your attention, please vote. And I was like, this isn't the way to do it. Important to vote for vote, though. Absolutely. But I don't think it's like, oh, I just saw Chris Evans dick. Now I need to like run to my post office with my mail in ballot. (laughs) You got to flex your Democratic muscle, Tori. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. And then Chris Pine, I think, is my favorite and probably Chris Hemsworth because they're unproblematic kings. But like Chris Evans, you're right. I only know him from the dick pic. You were right about that. So it was like I didn't I just didn't want to say like, okay, that's partially true because I didn't want people to infer which part was true. But yeah, um, Chris Pratt no one likes him because he like actively campaigns for the Republican Party. This is this is the thing too. I haven't seen him actually actively campaign for like conservative candidates and Republican candidates, but I do think that uh, what pissed people off is that he has does have some like um, memberships to churches that you know aren't supportive of all people's uh lifestyles uh let's leave it at that because i don't really want to go into this whole church's philosophy um but i do think as well there were some other uh he's a member of the marvel cinematic universe all those superhero movies uh there were some other marvel cast members who were doing uh like a virtual fundraiser for uh joe biden and kamala harris and uh he wasn't a part of that. And I think that I was always brought up uh, when talking about politics that you don't discuss who you're voting for. But I think in 2020, like even in Canada, uh, like the new generation of voters, like young people who are actively engaged in politics, um, that's not really a thing anymore. Like if you're not saying who you're voting for, people are actively suspicious of that. So I think in 2020, like you got to be upfront with where you're at with your political views and you got to take the heat if people want to give you the heat. I truly believe you have to be like open and honest about those things because you're right, it does seem sus, but just because you could be like changing someone's mind or like opening up a conversation that needs to happen before like people vote. So I think it's a good plan with friends and family to like always be open. Yeah, I know like I 
remember that from my upbringing too. like, oh, don't talk about politics like at the dinner table and stuff. And I guess I get like creating boundaries around like maybe potentially heated discussions. But like, no, (laughs) but like you can't wait to have these conversations when so much and probably more than ever is like on the line or I don't want to say more than ever. I feel like I've said that a lot on the podcast where it's like all of these issues are ones that have persisted for like years and years and years but it's just more like open and and talked about like like we're saying um the other thing that chris pratt has done for the rnc is like he created like a website to like have like political discussions and it just seemed like uh, everyone's like nightmare oh i didn't know that yeah, like it just was like a pro. It was like a Reddit forum or something, like oh, basically, okay. and like it just attracted the exact type of people who we think would be on a Chris Pratt right. website discussing politics. It is weird too that, uh, like, I I don't know sometimes where people have decided that people are Republican candidates because I believe that his new wife is actually like supporting joe biden and kamala harris so i don't know i don't know sometimes where these things come from some of it is really hard to discern when it's not super explicit we were talking about this last night but with Catherine o'fee and david foster it's the same like apparently she's contributed to republican candidate parties um like funds and donations but then she was out for dinner with harry and megan like, it's so confusing. Like, I just, I can never tell what is clear. But you're right. In 2020, with this election, impending election, by the time this gets posted, possibly it's over. Right. But you have to be clear. You can't have people wondering um, what your vote is. Like, we are with Catherine McPhee. I don't know. As we wrap up this story, who's your favorite, Chris? Uh, good question. Um, uh, you know what? Uh, let's go Chris, Chris Hemsworth. Nice. Yeah. I know you don't watch nice. the Thor movies, but maybe other people watch the Thor movies. I think that he was very good in the most recent one. Looking forward to the next one whenever they start making movies again. But uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I like the Hemsworth family. They seem like good people until we find out they're like trash bags. Yeah, like Aust- just, Australian trash bags. <laughs> just waiting for the other fucking shoe to drop. Yeah. <laughs> this week's heavyweight champion is Shonda Rhimes. If you're not familiar with Shonda Rhimes, she created Grey's Anatomy, uh, produced shows like Scandal, uh, How to Get Away with the Murder, Private Practice, uh, that new show about firefighters that's already on its like 18th season. Uh, yeah, just like powerhouse television creator. Yeah, she's huge. And she has a new upcoming Netflix series that I'm so excited to watch called Bridgerton, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm so excited. It looks so freaking good. And it comes out on Christmas. So I can't wait to just like binge the whole thing in one sitting with my family. But she is like the queen or she was the queen of ABC. Yes. I didn't know that she left ABC in 2017 because it feels like it just happened. Yeah, they announced it a long time ago because it was like when a bunch of different creators were going over to Netflix and leaving their previous networks. And and she was kind of like the first one that did that. Yes. And so she basically came out with an article this past month that said... She was working at ABC, which is owned by Disney. I don't know if people know that. Um, But Disney employees all get silver passes, these like special passes, like all access passes to Disneyland and other Disney parks. And you get one per person. You get you get one pass for yourself and one pass for your spouse, I believe. Your spouse. So you could potentially get two if you're married. Shonda is not married, so she has one pass. 
I think she, I think this was the first part of the story was she had to lobby heavily to get a second pass for her nanny so that her nanny could take her kids to Disneyland when she was working. So the, apparently if you have the silver pass, the pass holder has to be present at the time. And she's like, I'm too busy to take my kids to Disneyland. So it's usually my nanny. So can I get a second pass for my nanny? She wants to take my kid and like her friend there or something like that. So she talks to her bosses, which would obviously be like high up people because she is just like ABC's like pride and joy. And they are like sticklers about it. They say no. And she's like, okay, what the fuck? So she talks to other people, other like higher up people. She finally they finally say yes we'll give you a second pass it'll be waiting for you at the park so her nanny goes takes the kids there and there's no pass waiting so Shonda calls them and is like what the fuck and it was just like a whole snafu I believe the quote that uh was like the final straw for her on the phone was the Disney executive saying uh like don't you have enough why are you asking for this pass? Don't you have enough? Absolutely wild. I think the the big thing, like, this is kind of like the opposite to Kim Kardashian, because usually I would think Shonda Rhimes, she's created these huge shows. She's made a ton of money. Uh, like, she's like a huge television producer. Uh, like, Shonda Rhimes probably should just buy a ticket to Disney. Like, she can afford the ticket to Disneyland. That would be my initial reaction. But then I'm thinking, she's also created all these shows for Disney. Disney is profiting off her shows. There's, like, what, like, 23 seasons at this point of Grey's Anatomy? Like, that's a huge moneymaker for ABC. She's their, like, hit creator. She's bringing in the bucks for them. And it's like, no, Disney should be just saying, like, yeah, here's a freaking pass. Yes, I had the exact same thought process as you. When this first happened, I was like, Shonda, you're a millionaire. You can work out fucking $100. Then I thought, no, fuck you, Disney. She has created what ABC is today. Like ABC, I feel like, was big in the 90s with like TGIF, etc. And then it had a huge dip. And know what brought people back? Shonda. She has, uh, I was in the article, they were talking about how, like, those shows like Grey's Anatomy and Scandal and How to Get Away with Murder, they, like, built an entire day of the week around her shows. And it's, like, one of the hits of the network is just, like, an entire evening of television that's all Shonda Rhyme shows. Like, if, if that's what she's doing for your network, give her a freaking Disneyland ticket. Exactly. Treat her like a fucking princess. Like the it was ridiculous when she had you're right. uh, The three shows, How to Get Away with Murder, Grey's Anatomy and Scandal on Shonda Thursdays. I think they they played off their old hit TGIF and said TGIT. Yes. It was ridiculous. I remember when I was um working in res life at UBC, I hosted a Shonda night, a TGIT, and we watched all three episodes of the TV show and had TV-themed snacks. Like, she's iconic. The other thing, the reason why she's a pettyweight champion is that this was basically her sole reason for after this incident happened where she couldn't get the Disneyland tickets she phoned up her agents and management and representation and said, uh, phone up Netflix and basically get me the biggest deal possible to move to Netflix. I'm done with ABC. And that's why she's moving to Netflix. And I believe she had announced in a speech a few years ago that she is now the highest paid television creator on television today. Which is amazing. And that's why Grey's Anatomy has gone to absolute shit. (laughs) (laughs) I will say the other thing with this story is someone, some investigative journalist out there uh, needs to look into if there have been Disney employees 
that have been able to get these passes easily. I guarantee Dana was saying this as well, so I'll credit this to Dana. I guarantee there's some white male executives out there that are cashing in the Disneyland tickets like crazy. They're getting them for everyone they know, but they won't give one to Shonda Rhimes. And someone, someone needs to uncover this information. Yeah, absolutely. That was the other thing I was like, it's wild that Disney has capped like if if it's a person at Shonda's level, it's it's so weird to me that it's still like one silver pass per person. Mm-hmm. Because if you are, say, a writer at The Ringer, you also just get a it. Is it at The Ringer? Well, I think no. it, it was uh, The Ringer's previous like the website that it had before The Ringer. Was, was owned part of by ESPN, ABC, which is owned by Disney. Yes, yes, because ESPN is also owned by Disney. If you're like a lowly writer at ESPN, not that that's lowly, but if you're like bottom of the food chain, you still get one silver pass. It seems bad. So it's like, shouldn't single people get one pass and then one for like a different family member or friend? I don't know. Like, it has to be a spouse. I don't know. It just seems so, so weird. But, yeah, it's weird to me that, like, everyone up to her level would have the same the same item. Yeah, I, I've been thinking a lot about why this story is basically the opposite of the Kim Kardashian story. Like, I think it's because she's basically – she's an employee of Disney. And this is about, like, an employer, like – creating these weird rules for someone who is like one of their signature people. I remember my mom always saying to me, not always, but she said to me on certain occasions, like when you're working for a business, like don't think that you are irreplaceable because a business can always replace you. They can always get rid of you and bring in another person and it probably won't affect them in any way. I feel like with Shonda Rhimes, that does affect them in a big way. Like her creating shows for ABC was huge. And now that she's now doing that for a competitor of theirs, uh, pro- probably not great for them. Totally. Yeah, I completely agree. That's the thing. It's like cherish the people that are doing so well by you. But that I feel like is something that happens all the time where businesses don't realize or don't respect or appreciate some of their like top people Mm -hmm. because I doubt ABC will have any scripted dramas in the in their lifetime that come to the same success as like say Grey's Anatomy Mm -hmm. her most successful show like oh her least successful show like private practice only had like eight seasons like (laughs) like seriously how many shows don't get picked up past pilot or one season like yeah, it was just so dumb. But she's also just making way better TV for Netflix. Like, I think that's another thing. Like, this Bridgerton series just looks like something she would have never been able to make on ABC. Right. So I'm really, really, really excited for that. One last thing I want to say about this is, like, never think that your petty move is, like, unwarranted. <laughs> like, no, like, if you're not appreciated, like, fuck it. Like... I I think some people, you're right, just as we did, can have the immediate thought of like, oh my God, it's over a $100 Disney pass or whatever. But it's like this kind of slight just, I feel like shows, even if it was standalone or if this was a string of of other incidents, but like this this type of thing just shows, yeah, where you stand in people's eyes mm-hmm. and like how important you really are. And it's like, if you don't think that I'm worth this like $100 pass, like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Anything else you want to chat about before we wrap up? I don't think so. Uh, I, you know, I have, I always have several uh, Tory Harris grievances, but uh, uh, we'll save those for another time because uh, it would be too long to get into now. Amazing. That was actually <laughs> one of the funniest parts about doing like finding clips for the second year anniversary episode was like going back to that one episode it was just it was so funny the one that you came on and gave me I can't even remember what it was but it was just so funny podcast feedback 
Yes, yes. Okay, champ, thank you so much for joining me today. It was a blast as per usual. Yes, H- happy to be here. I'll uh, I'll have my people contact your people. For the next episode? Yes. Perfect. That's how I like to do it. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you, champ, for joining me. If you're listening to this on Friday, there will be a new episode out this weekend talking about The Bachelorette with Carly from the To Be Influenced podcast. And if you enjoyed this episode, leave me a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and follow along on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at RTBP Podcast. And join our listener Facebook group, Ready to Be Petty Podcast group, to talk about all the stories you want to off air. I hope that you are safe and happy and well. As always, I'm your host, Tori, and I am ready to be petty. See you soon. Bye.